0: How intentional are you with the work you do every day and where you spend your time? That's the theme I have today competitor nation on my conversation with successful entrepreneur, competitive powerlifter and all-around incredible human being Jody Cook. New episode, let's go. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, Competitor Nation. Jake here, your Chief Encouragement Officer, and excited about today's convo with my new friend, Jody Cook. Jody comes all the way over from the UK for today's conversation. We talk about competitive powerlifting. We talk about her entrepreneurship where she built and sold an agency over a 10-year period. But more than that, we talk about intentionality and flexibility. How can we be more intentional with where we spend our time? How can we be flexible in adapting and adjusting when life throws us curveballs? Those are two of the most important things because it all comes down to the one question Jodi asks herself every single day. question I'm going to let her share with you, but it's all about what does your best self look like? Who is that person? Who do you want to become? Who are you competing every single day to build? That's what matters. And I think you're going to get so much out of this conversation and going to challenge you afterwards to go follow Jody along online because she's got some awesome stuff coming this year that you definitely don't want to miss out on. Now, before we dive into the show, I want to encourage you to get plugged in and get joined and signed up with Competitor Nation. If you're not already there, community.competeeveryday.com. You can hop on there, download the free Mighty Networks app Get on there and hang out with us. We're doing coaching content. We're talking about mental toughness. We're sharing podcast episodes that you know are coming out five days a week. We're all around just connecting other ambitious people, talking about how we hold each other accountable, how we tackle the challenges we have at life, sharing the type of content that are motivating us on a daily basis so every single one of us is intentional with the people we converse with online, what we're doing and how we're getting better every single day. So I hope you'll join us today at community.competeeveryday.com. And then another way, if you want to support the show, head on over to the Morning Motivation Club. You'll get a motivational text from me each week. You'll be able to text back and forth with myself and the team, and it's free. All you got to do is text the word podcast to 972-945-9113. And if you want to take it up a level and join the premium text membership All it is is $30 a year, $2.50 a month, and you will get a text every single day. You'll get early access to new drops. You'll get a whole lot more. But either way, you can join for free or you can support through the premium membership. But all you got to do to get plugged in and stay motivated every week is text podcast to 972-945-9113. Now, you've heard enough from me. You came to the show today to hear from my new friend, Jody. So let's bring her on to the show Jody Cook. Jody, welcome to the Compete Podcast.
1: Hey, thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, as I was telling you just before we hit record, uh, you amaze me to a degree in terms of all the things that you've accomplished and that you continue to do. You're traveling the world right now you're power lifter competitively, you've started and sold businesses, you write books, and on top of all that, you're runner as well, which usually never goes hand in hand with powerlifting. So I've got to ask this, like, and you're how old? Early 30s? Yeah, 32.
1: 33.
0: 30. Oh, you're so young. I'm jealous. <laughs> you've got all this drive. You've done all this stuff. Did you just like come out of the womb? Like, kicking ready to set the world on fire? Or was there like a pivotal point in your life where you were like, I want to start doing my own thing?
1: I wanted to start doing my own thing from a super early age. I don't quite know where it came from, but I remember always just wanting to earn money and get my own car so I could drive myself around. And that was probably where the independence bug started. So that manifested in applying for jobs, having jobs, being able to buy my own car. And then I guess then the seed was planted for choosing my own life and deciding what I wanted to do with my own time.
0: I love it. And so you started a social media agency, sold it. Mm -hmm. And and so at what point along the way, I would say, did the idea of writing books and, and going down the author path start to inspire you?
1: I use writing as an outlet for running a business. I use it as a way of processing all the mess in my head and turning it into useful useful information it was actually just for me at first the audience for my writing is a former version of me so I'm writing to someone who's going through all the challenges I was going through and needs my help And then once I started publishing the writing, I realized that it actually helped other people too, because all entrepreneurs pretty much face the same challenges. And so that's when I started building up a reader base and turning articles into books, and then one book led to another, and then there were 20.
0: (laughs) Okay, so wait a minute. I didn't realize there were 20 books. I know when I was getting prepared for this, there were quite a few from an adult standpoint, from raising entrepreneurs, So, okay, this is going to be like asking you what your favorite child is, but what was your favorite, what was your favorite book to bring to life?
1: My favorite book to bring to life is called Stop Acting Like You're Going to Live Forever. And it's a compilation of different articles, which is all about how to run a business without it running you, how to make the best use of your time, how to basically be intentional about spending your time and not live by default, which I feel like most people do.
0: Yeah, I would say a majority of the world just kind of lives by default. They don't have a plan. They lack the intentionality of a schedule. And and that really comes off in, in multiple areas. We, we expect results to just happen, but we fail to be intentional in the action steps we take to try to create that outcome, even though we don't fully control the outcome. One of the things I'm interested by about kind of that philosophy is like, how do you, as someone who is competitive in sports, if a competitive side, you love to lift, you love to, to go, you start businesses, you write, like there's a lot of things on your plate. Mm-hmm. And I know people listening that maybe they don't start a business. Maybe they're working a full-time job, trying to balance being a parent and, and go to the gym and do all this. What are some things that you love to, to tee up or teach people in terms of how to be more intentional to do the things that matter to you instead of just getting caught in the, Clock in, clock out, get through a day and and not really try to seize or win that day?
1: Great question. I think so much of it comes down to having awareness over what success actually looks like for you. And I feel like that comes down to who do I want to be in the world? what is the i love the question what is the best version of me because i think that everyone can almost if they if they put enough thought into it everyone can define the person who they want to be and the person who they become when they really show up and when they're happy and when they're doing everything that they're meant to be doing so what is the best version of you is another question and also what does my dream day look like what do you actually want to fill your day with and then how can you go about turning your life into something that that consists of all of those things I think about that a lot I think for me success is how I spend my days and how I spend my weeks and
0: that's how you spend your life
1: exactly because they all add up yeah so um but I'm always amazed at how many people just don't think about it at all and then it's the it's the life by default again so I think life by design is a really big part of it and then how I fit so much in once I've once I've decided what I want to fit in is is so much to do with time blocking. That's a real big thing for me. I plan it out every Sunday and I make sure that everything is separate and that things don't cross over because it feels like a massive false economy, checking your emails at the gym or thinking about your squat session when you're working or writing with your WhatsApp open and all these things that just mush together and just shouldn't. And so for me, the solution is, is really separating each of those things
0: So I want to ask you a couple of questions on that, specifically on time blocking first. How do you, one, make sure that you create space for the unexpected in your schedule? And then how do you practice the mindfulness of being locked into that moment when you're in a squat session to be focused on that versus in between sets? I'm going to check Instagram or email, and and then I'm going to go do my other set and I'm multitasking, which we know doesn't work that well. But so how do you stay mindful? And then how do you also create the space for... The unexpected?
1: I see it all as a big brain training exercise so when I'm at the gym my phone is on airplane mode and it just is on airplane mode and that is a non-negotiable and I'm not going to take it off airplane mode and things could be burning down people could be in trouble and I would not know until i finished my squat session and I think it just has to be like that so um, someone asked, asked me the other day if i use any of the apps that block certain apps and things like that and i believe them to be a crutch for just training your brain to be good at having discipline so a big part of it is just no excuses just do it just do it yourself don't rely on i don't know freedom Apple. or there's, there's loads of them around but yeah i don't think i don't think it's the one to have to rely on those things and then i also really f- try and follow my energy levels. I think that everyone's got different different energy levels throughout the day. So you've got morning people, night owls, etc. And I try and do the real focus work when I know my energy is highest. And then if I have to do stuff like responding to emails and stuff that doesn't need that deep work mindset, I'll do that when it's maybe after a gym session when I'm a bit more, just not, not, not so much in the zone. So and then- Go ahead. And then no, dealing, keep
0: going, keep
1: going. And then dealing with the unexpected is a really great question because that probably hit me the hardest in March 2020, where it's like, "Is it that Mike Tyson quote, isn't it?" Everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Yep. And so that is where having a huge awareness of what you're doing that really, really matters, and what you're doing that you could probably move comes into play. But for me, then it was like, what's the one thing that's going to make the biggest difference to my business right now? And that's what I did. And then after that was done, I did the next thing on the list. So it's, I think it all comes from insane self-awareness about what you need to do.
0: I love that. Well, and I'm, I'm going to put a pin in that March 2020 and flexibility and adaptability and come back to it. Because uh, one of the things that you mentioned there is is being intentional, especially with how you start your day and use your time and knowing where your energy comes from. Curious when you were, starting, growing, building your business, how difficult that switch was or building that habit to not get into email, to not get online when you're doing sales and things like that. And to to compartmentalize when you gave your attention to more of those mundane tasks, was it a, something really easy for you? Or is it something that was a little bit of a struggle to get up and get going?
1: It definitely went in phases. I think in the first three years of running an agency I was just everywhere and I was online all the time and I was super responsive and I was out and about meeting people and I probably didn't do that much focus work because I was building a team and everything seemed to be a different you know you've got the kind of maker schedule and the manager schedule I was very much manager all the time so it was only really when I started writing books and realizing that focus work could really benefit all of my work that I started incorporating a maker schedule into everything so at first it was just be everywhere say yes to everything until it's the right time to say no to stuff and then it's about carving out your time and making sure that you start the day it's almost like you you start the day by writing that page or doing that thing that you know you want to do that proposal or that project or or all that marketing stuff and then you feel like you've kind of won the day and then you're like okay come at me (laughs) I will open my email I will see who's tried to reach me but it's okay because I have done what I want to do to do first.
0: Well an email is always other people's priorities so you've set the tone of being on schedule and intentional for what you need to get done versus what everybody else might need from you. And I think that's incredibly, incredibly important for especially people listening that maybe you didn't start your business, you're in sales. It's easy to start the day on, on these little devices or on email and, and you just get caught up in it and you get to the end of the day and you're exhausted and you've been going and you're worn out mentally and you haven't got anything done that you actually needed to, which I see all the time w- with people I work with. So, okay, going back to what we talked about in March, 2020, and really your ability to be adaptable, to be flexible, to resilience. We saw it across the world, people that were able to bounce back. And one of the things that did not at all surprise me is when we talked briefly offline about, you're traveling the world right now. You're in Mexico. You've been in Austin, Switzerland. You've been kind of all over outside of the UK, which was where home base was. And you are a competitive power lifter. Which means for most people that are trying to be competitive in a sport, I got to be at the same gym, same equipment, same people all the time because I need my routine. I've got to make sure I don't miss training, but you've been hopping around the world and, and there's something that stood out about that. Cause I asked you specifically, what's it been like training in Mexico where you are in Mexico and what did, what did you tell me?
1: I try really hard not to get used to luxury in the gym because if you only train on competition spec equipment with perfectly beautifully calibrated plates and gorgeous Aliko bars and a flat floor, everything perfect, no one around you, you will always have to have that to have a good training session. So I sometimes actively seek out that janky equipment and those funny gyms i trained in a gym in bali once and it was it was basically build your own squat rack you had to go into a cupboard and get the squat rack out and get the weights out and get the bar out and then you just there were no safeties it was the floor was really uneven it was it was an outdoor gym so you're just sweating and you're getting bitten by mosquitoes but it's like it's okay because the weight's here and i'm here and that's all i really need so the gym i'm training at right now is so busy and you've got people jumping over your deadlift bars before you before you pick it up, you've got people ducking under your squat bar before you squat the bench. Like, I mean, I don't think I've done a single set without anyone kind of knocking into it, but it's okay because if I can do this, then when I'm on a, on a stage in a competition, nothing can touch me. So I see it as a just an exercise in being super resilient and not getting distracted by anything at all.
0: Did you find yourself at any point going and crossing over from maybe frustrated of people bumping into your bar disrupting your training to just kind of laughing and rolling with it
1: yeah yeah you have to i think at first it was like oh i cannot do i cannot do this for months or however long we're going to be there and then you just think hang on what matters here the other day when someone jumped over my deadlift bar I I was about to lift it I could have castrated castrated the guy but I but there's a moment where you kind of want to and then you're like hang on no this isn't okay I can just wait for a second so I it's it's another exercise in just being being your best version even when you've got seemingly inconsiderate people around you because I actually think that they're probably not even being inconsiderate. They're just not paying attention and your training session doesn't matter to them. So why would theirs matter to me? So yeah, I try and not be a princess in the gym.
0: Well, and and I think a lot of people, they're in their own world in their head. Like I I see it at the gym as well when I'll get out and go is, you know, a lot of people are are terrified. This time of year, we're into February recording this and the people that are really out of shape, like those are the people who I'm like, awesome. Keep showing up because it's terrifying sometimes when they're in there and you've got these people that know what they're doing and they're super in shape. And there's a, there's a bit of a confidence factor, but they come in, they do the work. And all the while you, you notice everybody else just kind of is in their own zone. And it's like it is with everything. We worry, what are other people going to think about us, say about us, see us, if they see me over there lifting that, Ooh, we're not going to get judged. And everybody's literally in their own zone, just trying to, to get better, to improve, and the people that are gonna say something that are jackasses for lack of a better phrase, like they're more worried about what everybody else thinks of them than they are about getting better. Like they're not anybody you should ever worry about. And so I love hearing that perspective of, yeah, people were running into me and kind of messing up sometimes my my training, but I just laughed at it because I'm not aware of theirs.. like, I'm here to do my work. They're here to do theirs. like, let's just get better. And so, it's a really encouraging thing to hear and see. And it goes back to what you said, who, who do I want to be at my best self? Here's a question for you, if, if you've come across and I'm curious, what if somebody doesn't know what their best self is or who they want to be as their best self?
1: I think I would encourage them to go back through those moments where they really felt like something had gone right something they achieved that they never thought they were going to like that moment of like, yes, I did this. And then break, break that down and pick it apart and say, well, what had I done and what had led up to that point and what, who was I with and where was I? And I think almost like making a big mind map of all that stuff will probably help you realize, Oh yeah, it is. It's this version of me, or it's when I'm like this, or it's after I've spoken to that person. And if you know all the things that you, that you could possibly include in your life that would Lead to you being your best self all the time. That's what to add more of. And the things that make you moody, tired, low energy, they're the things to completely just take out.
0: So, along that line of, of becoming your best self, one of the things I'm curious about that you've experienced already is you've had a very sex- successful career already. You started a business, you sold a business, you've written 20 books, uh, you placed fourth at the recent competitive power level. So you've had all of these achievements at 32. And for a lot of people, there is this idea of like, what's next. And, And so they stay comfortable with probably not the best situation because they're terrified of the unknown. As someone who's done a lot, you're still young, you're not even halfway through the life yet. How do you keep yourself motivated to trying to explore and find new things versus even still becoming complacent because you've done a lot?
1: I think it's really easy to become complacent. And I feel like I was maybe actually getting to that stage before March, 2020, because I was running a business that I very much set up to have a lot of processes in place. We had an amazing team who ran, who pretty much ran it all. I didn't really need to do a lot. And I would travel for one month in every three. And I did that on repeat. For five years so I think I was very much getting to that complacency part and then March 2020 hit so I'm trying to think of how to how would
0: how would I say right now in life two-ish years later almost are you keeping yourself continually growing
1: right now I feel like I'm complete I'm right now I feel like I'm keeping myself continually growing because I think about it so much more than I ever did. So a big part of my life now, which wasn't always, is journaling and opening up that fresh piece of paper in the morning, not having any, not having anything on it and not knowing what was going to come out and then writing about how I'm feeling. And I love little mantras. So each year I try and choose a mantra that's going to shape the whole year. And one of the ones that I love is just what am I capable of? and then writing all that down and then being and then being able to compare what that is to the life i'm actually living and then digging into that gap like if i could be anywhere if i could meet anyone if i could achieve anything what would that be because that's the that's almost the to-do list for the year that's coming up
0: well and it all starts that all starts by taking the time to ask yourself questions and then chew on the answers something that We can't do unless we're intentional with setting aside that time and being willing to have that conversation, which is so, I think, overlooked by most people. I mean, you talk to a lot of people about journaling and they're like, "Uh, I don't like that's a big deal for them. But you're like, just a few minutes. Who do I want to be? What am I capable of achieving? Who am I capable of becoming? And sitting and chewing on that, especially when you compare to what your current situation is. And then on top of that, just adding the piece. What's one thing I can do today to move closer? and taking action on it, which all goes back to the original topic of intentionality, intentional with everything that we do, um, which it's easy to get caught on autopilot. And then we get to the end and there's a lot more regret that if we stuck on autopilot, we didn't try things, we didn't grow, we didn't venture out than if we were intentional and took shots and tried to grow and get better and bet on ourselves. And so I really have enjoyed just getting to know and hear a little bit of your story. I got to dig in a little bit online and I was like, how much is Jody doing right now? Like you had your hands and I mean, everything. And obviously you look at the competitive lifting. And then when we get on here and you're telling me that you're traveling all over the world while still doing that, I'm even more impressed with the process. You've got, I know some things coming later this year uh, that we won't reveal yet. But for now, for anybody listening that, wants to get connected. I know you publish a blog twice a week. I know you're going to be sharing a little bit more uh, about what you have coming this summer at a later date. So how can people best get connected with you? Just to read these writings, you have some great blog posts on there uh, already. I checked out your blog for those listening about making space for what you want. What are you training for? Which speaks right into that intentionality and what we talked about um, and, and more. And so where can people best get connected with you?
1: Best place is jodiecook.com. So J-O-D-I-E-C-O-O-K.com. And then that's got links to our books and blog. And I'd just love to hear from you if anything that I said resonated. If you're also a bit psycho in a good way, please do message because it would be really cool to say hey.
0: Yes, the psycho in a good way as our new catchphrase for each other about just starting businesses, staying active, being competitive and, and doing everything that most people look at are like, You're crazy. Like, why, why would you do it any other way? Okay. So last question I have for you, Jody, as we wrap up today, what are you most excited about this year?
1: It shouldn't be such a hard question, should it?
0: (laughs) No, it's okay. I, I, it, it can be a hard question.
1: So because i sold my marketing agency about a year ago i've spent the last year thinking a lot about what i want to do next and because i'm kind of seeing all of this as a really fun game i'm really excited to just solve bigger problems i heard the other day that elon musk probably doesn't work any work any harder than someone who's running a restaurant. He's just chosen bigger problems to solve. And so I'm just most excited to find those problems and see how I deal with solving them.
0: Love it. Absolutely love it. Taking on a challenge, uh, which doesn't surprise me at all based on what I've learned about you. So Jody, thank you so incredibly much for coming on the show this week.
1: Thank you so much, Jake. All right.